through that. Oh, we are back. We are so back, you guys. We are so back in the studio. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the DMBA show. Presented by Bet365. Never ordinary, especially not on days like today. Nothing ordinary about today. Uh, we got a great show for you lined up. Hangover takes as always. We get to hear about votes perspective of that yeah. game. Real fresh set of eyes on that. Did one. you watch yeah. to the final buzzer? Don't did. lie. Did, don't lie. No, did, I did. Did you watch? I watched the game. <laughs> did you watch the game? I watched sure? the game. To the final buzzer. I thought pretty hard about not watching it to the final buzzer. I'll tell you that. I did, though. Okay, well, good for you. We'll Shout hear out it. Zeke Naji, right? Plus 10? That was <laughs> there you m- go. almost my big take. Yeah. He's trying to prove that he watched uh-huh. it. He's trying to like, get little dotes in. How many notes do you have from those three minutes, What did you guys think minutes, about Colin Gillespie yeah. still there at the he end? Did you did like that? That first three he <laughs> hit was three. cash, dude. Uh, we're also, you guys, I've been in a philosophical mood lately. Introspective. And thinking about what is happiness. <laughs> in a sports context, because why are we? Does this have anything to do with your birthday today? No. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe, maybe just, a just, little. You know, maybe big, it's a little big, big birthday, big miles. You worry about things, yeah, I don't know. you know. You just worry about. It. <laughs> I have birthday, been worrying about everything lately. So we're going to talk about the three pillars of happiness in sports, and maybe it'll give us an uh, opportunity to readjust our eyes, oh, so that. to speak, and look at the Nuggets. And then, of course, we're going to talk about what makes this season unique. More about this, like gratitude right today is a day of gratitude because we were not very grateful last night and then lastly there's not some headphone uh headlines that we're going to get to you guys will never believe it carmelo anthony's in the news again today what? talking about the number 15 he caught nuggets fans on a bad day he really did <laughs> the, <laughs> coming off a loss to the jazz we had time every yeah. all nuggets uh, fans are like you know what i will log off on. day he, he caught us at the wrong time uh <laughs> to help me with all point. of that i have the aforementioned brendan vote Happy birthday, Adam. Thanks, I didn't buddy. wish you one online because I don't want everyone to know that I care about you, but I do. So happy birthday. Yeah, that was a close call, man. You almost fooled him. I know. Uh, and then over <laughs> there, it's Harrison Wind. Happy birthday. Thanks. Well. <laughs> just like, just got to hit the quota, you know? Yeah. I feel like Kim Jong-un right now, you know, with everybody being all happy like... Happy birthday, Adam. Yeah, exactly. Look yeah. At this. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss it, Kale. Come on. Dear, dear leader. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh-huh. It's actually been, I will say, it has been nice, man. Um, you know? Hearing from everybody, it's been it's been uh, surprisingly good. Yeah, oh, that's, well, that's, birthdays are nice, that's, man. That's no, nice. usually they're terrible, and this one in particular, I've been dreading. You guys know because I brought it up like three weeks ago, <laughs> so you knew I was thinking about it. But um, you know, it's been nice to hear from people. Um, maybe it's just that I'm vulnerable, you guys, because the Nuggets let me down so much last night. Maybe could, could be, be that my heart's that more be. open and more vulnerable. Yeah. Um, hangover takes as we always do the day after. Let's go to the hangover, Kale. Um, Hangover takes, and we didn't get yours. Man, you weren't ready for hangover takes? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's hungover. He's just... On my birthday? It's part of the brand. Wow, Kale. Uh, no, but you weren't here in the post game. There it is. Yeah. You were missing. Did anyone mention effort, defense, caring, Utah? I don't think I have unique notes, fellas, but I did see the game. Um, look, not a great one from... From the flanking players, like AG and MPJ, I don't think had a lot of juice. I mean, MPJ was very bad. I thought it was another rough game from Jamal. I've been sitting on this sort of... Oh. Not, I don't want to frame it. No, because I, I stopped Get myself. Get me out of no, this camera no. shot, Kale. Yeah, get, yeah. Get, get, get. <laughs> Make I stopped myself this morning because I had to remind myself that as much as we can overdo it, it's very real. The Nuggets had the longest season last year, and I played the most games so far. And so it's not surprising to me that they look pretty tired. Mm. I do think, I do think 
Yeah, keep the, definitely keep the camera over here for a second. I do think Denver's best two players have been in better shape in their career. Man. I do think that they have. Yeah. But it's also a you little... You said two. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, look, Yoke's been awesome. I'm not like... I just... To me, I think I've seen him in better shape in his career. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to do the whole... You know, he's the guy that did the Iron Man playoff game. He's proven it. Like, he... Yeah. I'm not really worried about it. Just as a matter of fact right now, to me, they both look like they could be in better shape. But that's also kind of... But as I say this, it's, it is unfair to really bring that hammer down now while they're in the midst of such a high-volume stretch. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that they look tired, but they do look tired. Do you think, though, like, here's the thing. The Nuggets, they do kind of understand the task. It's a long one. And it almost makes it seem like on games like last night, they're quick to be like, eh, you know, we don't have it or whatever. And it makes me think that we really want validation because if you have a Warriors 73-win season, you get 73 nights of happiness. And then you get to the playoffs and you get more. And then you get one really unsatisfying and unvalidating loss at the end. Whereas you could go through what the Nuggets appear to be go doing, which is an 82 games. We're on pace to get, I don't know, maybe 15, like really high, high. Like how many times will we play the funky music this year? Oh, man. Fif 15, yeah. 20 times that before the playoffs? High. That seems high. Would, maybe yeah. it seems even high. And then, but if it's validated at the end with a championship, we're like best season ever. Right. You know what I mean? So I it's do. almost like we want validation more than and just them, these moments. And them having the exact same record. Is it the exact same record that they did to this point last I don't season? Know. It's I think it's just it's close. It's in the same ballpark. Uh so that's really important to look at. Like that's that is there's something really poetically yeah. kind of good about that for the perspective last year we thought that this team was too flawed you know at this time last year we thought right now that they were not championship contenders right and we were yeah. hopeful they could be yeah. but we were upset that they hadn't met those expectations um that doesn't mean that it's also it's always awesome that they're behind expectations but it's to the point you were just making like i don't want to i'm not going to write a column about how they need to get in better shape because a they know that you know, B, this is an anecdotal observation, but C, I expect them to be in April, right? So I'm not, but it, but it did feel, um, but it, but it did look like, all right, man, that this group is flawed. This group has a long way to go. Um, but it's important to remind ourselves that we felt the exact same way at the exact same time last year. Right. I went back and listened to the post game pressers last night, and DeAndre Jordan actually had few interesting quotes he said that the nuggets underestimated the jazz i think it's probably true yeah i think it's true too and i think that is both perfectly predictable and also inexcusable at the same time the jazz are the hottest team in the nba right they've won nine of 11 good teams. they've beaten the bucks the mavs the 76 like they've beaten a bunch of good teams recently they've been on a roll Everybody knows that. How could you possibly overlook that? How could you? Yeah. But on the other side of that, one team's the Nuggets, the NBA champions. The other team's the Jazz. Right. right. From, from that perspective, I'm not at all surprised that the Nuggets underestimated them. So yeah. I heard that, and I was like, I get it. I'm mad about it, but I also get it. Yeah. It also just seems like firing the engines is harder 
and maybe more painful than was in years past. Like Aaron Gordon, for example, I don't remember it being hard for him to get up for games. It is now. Is that fatigue because of the short off season right, and all these right. different things? Is a little bit of it is you just know how hard it is to go all out in April, May, and June. And so you're almost like pre-resting, like I'm not going to use up my reserves because I know I have to. I think there's a little bit of that. And to be honest with you, I do think it's a different challenge. The Nuggets are in a different challenge than they've ever been. And I, I wonder how much they would agree with this, that climbing the mountaintop is different than like reclimbing the mountaintop. You know what I mean? It sounds like it's the same thing. Oh, we did that. We just have to do it again. But it is a different mental challenge now because it's not that these games don't matter at all. They don't matter individually, but there are things you have to do. Like there are little things you get out of challenges like last night that the Nuggets, when they don't check that box, you're not getting some right. of those lessons out of them. Right. And, but the, the other half of this, too, is obviously this is to your point. The Jazz have been doing this for a while, but I think getting up is not the same thing because pretty much every team they play uses that as a measuring stick game. A different Do you kind, think so? I really do. An almost different kind of get right game. Like every every bad team knows if yeah. they don't play hard, it's going to be over in 10 minutes. Yeah. And every good team, particularly teams like the Thunder, the Wolves, it's been this way for the Wolves for a few years. They really re right now this way after the title. I think that's the difference between this year and last year. Everyone's like, "We want a piece of them. Yeah. We want to measure ourselves against them." I think they're getting a lot of teams' best shots, and I do think that maybe there's something particularly exhausting about feeling like you have to meet that every night and knowing that this is a marathon. I think the outside perspective on Denver is very simple. Like, they're in a we'll-see-you-down-the-line mode, right? right? They, everyone expects Denver to be there when it matters, but when you follow it night in, night out, all the dynamics you described, I think, materialize. Is it possible when that this stretch of 10 games coming up that we keep talking about is like, oh, my God, I put it on locked on as they're going on trial. You know, the next 10 games we're going to learn. Is it possible that it's actually not important at all? Or is it? No, man, you need to. You only get so many opportunities to really push yourself and to see what you're made of and where you're deficient. And if the Nuggets <laughs> punt on this, if they don't take it seriously, they won't learn those lessons and are vulnerable later on. I think. At some point before the playoffs, we're going to need to see it for a stretch. How long is that stretch? Three, four, five games against yeah. good teams. I feel like we saw it last season. We saw it. Yeah. We saw that stretch. I forget right now when it was off the top of my head, but I'm sure I could go back and look. We saw it, and that's why we were confident even after they mailed in the last month of the year, of the year that they had it in them. Um, even the fact that they won a championship, even the fact that we know how talented and how good this roster is, how good the starting five is, how good the star power on this team is, I'm still going to want to see it for a stretch to feel confident or as confident as I can heading into the playoffs. Does it have to come in this stretch coming up? No, because there's, you know, another stretch later in the season when it could happen. Um, but it certainly would would be nice if it happened during this stretch. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be nice uh, to kind of see it. I think um, the young players on this team, and I think Christian Brown, Peyton Watson in particular, they have an important role beyond just learning how to play. 
Like right now, we keep talking about them. Are they growing into rotation pieces? You know, can they be in the playoffs? Are they talented enough to this or that? But there is a role that they bring that is so vital that you that when you're young you have to bring it, and that is like energy, yeah. just energy. And last night the Nuggets needed an energy injection. Yeah. And the best bench units are the guys that like see what happened in that first quarter the other night and say, you know what, we're down ten. We're going to win the energy minutes for the next six minutes so that when the guys come back in, hopefully that rubs off on them. I don't know if they're going to be good or bad, but it's going to be a chaotic level energy that yeah. contrasts with what we just saw from the starters. And I wonder if like Peyton and Christian understand that. You know what I mean? The same way Bruce understood it. Bruce last understood year. it. Bruce understood. I don't think you want to know. Like if Bruce was on the team, this is the stuff, the, the stuff you miss. If Bruce is on the team, he yoke we thought played okay last night nobody else bruce would have also at least played hard i don't think bruce he might have had an off shooting night but i don't think we would have been like man bruce was so lazy tonight yeah yeah i i think there's something to that i i don't know it's easy to say right now after that game you know christian did that a lot last year peyton has done that at times this year and i also don't know for those guys as young as they are and still with limited skill sets peyton which is still you know particularly blossoming it's not necessarily a switch they can flip. I don't know if they necessarily have control over that. I know the energy part, it feels like it, but you know they can just be outplayed and overwhelmed by other units on some nights. But at their best, I do think they both provide that. Yeah. You know, Providing it consistently is their task as they grow into Bruce's shoes. But I think you guys are right that that's the distinction between what he brought and what these guys are bringing is the consistency in that department. I mean, Christian Brown's got to be that guy. Yeah. He's got to. He's got to be. He has to. He's the only one, I think. No, I think Peyton needs to be that guy, too. Peyton, Peyton can be too pretty sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but I, he shouldn't be. He like, right. He'll eventually segue into, okay, you can be this. But right now, I just think they both need, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, their energy needs to be minimum an 8. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we need more from Christian in that regard, though. Way more. Like, we, we've needed more from him in that department all season. Um, he, he's been like too reserved and I think some of that is because he's a, a little unsure of his game right now it feels like but I expected him to be more of that guy this season yeah. Did, yeah. Did, didn't, didn't we of course he's, he's, at his best he's a rouser they're yeah. loud highlights that get the fans out of their seats it changes the energy and it does feel like this year you know how much of that is his fault or not as, as there's a different unit around him is what but it just hasn't been there to the extent we expected it and that's I think that's probably the best way to frame what feels missing from him. Last year, I think he was in the comfortable spot of very little was expected of him. And so it was just like, right. okay, all I need yeah. is energy. That's all I go. And this year, you could tell he's trying to figure out where do I dribble? Where do I fit into this? Trying to expand his game a little bit. And I'm just curious to see, like, there's a lot of season left. We're only halfway through. And I think with Christian, he's either going to figure that out in the next 40 games to where he's balancing both energy and skill. But if not, there is a moment to pivot away. And maybe it's after the All-Star break where it's like, all right, stop exploring your game now. Get back to basics, simplify things, and then right. you know he'll kind of look the way he did. Right. I kind of suspect that is more or less the arc his season's going to take. Do you guys know that great scene in Whiplash? You remember that movie? Do you guys like that movie? Yeah, that was a great movie, great right? Film, that was a really good great one. Film. Where he's doing the, like, are we rushing or, or were you dragging? And he's like, uh, slaps him. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, was that early? You know. 
like that's kind of how I feel Christian is right now, as he's out there, like right now, being slapped right. in the face. Right. Like, are you rushing or dragging? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's like a that's a great comparison. Who is his J.K. Simmons though? Is it Malone? just himself? Just I think himself. actually his own his own brain. Yeah. Um. All right, let's take a break. Those, any other hangover takes from the game? No. I would love for them to win in Utah. They play again yeah, in Utah, just, right? It's a, a crazy. Them losing in Utah is. Uh, such a crazy stat, though. Did you know that before last night? No, no, not until yesterday before no. the game. Like so one, if they were one and nine in the Yoka chair, I'd have been like, "That's a crazy I stat." I would have predicted around a five hundred record. You know, so they're one in eleven lifetime in that building with Jokic on the floor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I just it's crazy. That's that's. They do play again, right? Yes, they play again on April 9th, which is right towards the end of the season. Who knows if that game will mean much? They play Minnesota the day after. And that game might be for seeding. You know, I suspect with, and that'll be with three games left, they'll play Minnesota. So I think those games will actually matter a lot to the Minnesota one well. So yep. I don't know if the Utah one will mean as much. But for my own person, now that I'm aware of this stat, it bothers me. So right. now, now that I know that, I hope that the Nuggets do kind of circle that game and say, let's go get a win in Utah, as dumb as it is. Right. I had this Nuggets fan hit me up today. He lives in Utah. Bro, and he I've goes, saw a lot of these too. He goes to the Nuggets Jazz game twice a year. I was thinking in about, Utah. I was thinking about those people, man. That's brutal. If that's the only time you ever see Yoke and like you just lose everything, <laughs> pencil it in. Loss after loss after loss. You gotta after come to loss. a takeover or something, man. We gotta. It's not that up. expensive a flight. Just fly out here for a home game, man. Yeah, you don't even need a hotel. Speaking of which, you. our takeover on Sunday, I'm very excited for it. Even if you're not going to the takeover, you should come down to the bar and hang out with us. Uh, it's gonna yeah. be a really good uh, weekend. Our takeovers, they start to sell out. This one sold out like December 1st. Oh, yeah. For the one happening next week. So, you know, don't sit on this. Sometimes people wait and think, no, buy tickets, man. It's always a good time. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, what makes this season unique? Let me know in the chat, by the way, during this break, what is unique about this season from an intrigue perspective that we haven't gotten previously in the Yokochera? Guys, if you want cheaper gas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do I have your attention? That. Wow. Check out Circle K. I walk, but there that's... are Circle K's all over Denver. There's like one it. right by my house. Uh, and you can sign up for the Circle K Inner Circle Rewards program and get cheaper gas. Uh, it's a free membership. You mean like a, a cent, a penny or two difference? No, no it's a significant no. discount, man. When you sign up for Circle K Inner Circle, your first five Phillips. You get 25 cents what? off a gallon. A gallon? How can 25 that cents off a gallon. Be profitable man. for Circle K. CircleK.com slash inner dash circle. CircleK.com slash inner dash circle for more info. Five Phillips, your first five Phillips, 25 cents off a gallon. Then you save more, you know, from there on out. Uh, you just enter your email, phone number, boom, fully enrolled. Uh, it's that easy. CircleK.com slash inner dash circle. You might see some DNVR stuff at Circle K, by the way, too. Keep your eye Man. out. And I'm telling you, I'm a Circle K'sman now. There, I, there's literally one right by my house. I'm Circle telling you, that's my, I'm a Circle K'sman. All right. Judges, what's great out. about Circle K is everyone you go in, you know they're going to have a solid selection of snacks. Hit me up and let me know if you too be, have become a Circle K'sman. So, sometimes you roll into a gas station. You know, you're never quite sure what's going to be in there. Yeah. You need a little pick-me-up. Yeah. Circle K, yeah. solid selection of snacks and drinks. Strange things are at foot of the Circle K, Ted. Strange things. They uh, always have windshield wiper fluid, too. Always. Circle K is... And dude, you never know. Like, time-traveling phone booths, you know, figures from the past. Anything could happen at Circle K. 
Fubo TV is really dope. 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. And here's the real pitch to all of you DNVRers out there. Watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. Strangely complicated and difficult these days. Not with Fubo TV. Start watching immediately with a free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Watch all your favorite football and the NFL on Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. Sign up and get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I have Fubo right now. It's awesome. It's the best. It's, it's the absolute best. That's how I watched the uh, post-game pressers last night. Really? I, I logged on this morning. It's, I didn't even DVR it or anything. I just searched Nuggets, and just the game was right there. That That's is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Kale, did you get the tweet I just sent you? Coming from the homie Christian Clark, who, by the way, a little inside scoop, tweeting from my house. What? <laughs> is it down for the newer proposed What game? a scoop. What a scoop He's here. Like, it's not against his will, right? He's <laughs> yeah, from my basement. Yeah, just in the make dungeon. sure that everyone so I shake out all the Pelicans oh, well. if you're friends. Uh, listed as questionable for tomorrow. Zion Williamson. Trey Murphy, the third. Not listed the third part. Brandon Ingram and CJ <laughs> McCollum. Do you guys smell that? What's Does that, that smell like duck? It smells like Serbian flu. Serbian uh. flu. Oh my god! Uh. They saw as soon as they saw the Nuggets lose to the Jazz, they're like, "All right, they're gonna play hard tomorrow." We Shit, might as well Nuggets go. revenge game at home. Um, so right. something to kind of monitor here is they have a lot of guys that are on the questionable list there, and it's crazy because the Pels, man, the Pelicans to me have the widest ceiling and floor of any team in the NBA. They might, huh? They might. Because I think their ceiling on any given game, I don't know if this is true of like a four-game series, right? The, winning a championship is really about your consistency as much as everything. But if you told me one game, a one-game elimination, the Pelicans, to me, would be like, yeah, they're as scary as anyone because their highs are so freaking high. Yeah. Um, they so are a bad matchup on paper for Denver, too. Why do you think that? I think it's just hard for them to match up with Ingram and Zion. Mm. It's just Zion's strength. is That has to be AG. Yeah. Um, which... Then what is it, Porter on Ingram? That's kind of a tough place to be in. Uh, they just, I think they've got some quick guards. And then Valchunas is no joke, man. I think, like, obviously you'd, you'd start a team with Jokic, you'd take Jokic in a series any day of the week. But in any given matchup, could Valanciunas be formidable? I think we've seen that time and time again. So they're, I just think Denver has this really unique or almost unique and fun size, three through five, that New Orleans can kind of match. And... Denver has a culture and a spirit, I think, to their org that's stronger than whatever's happening in New Orleans. Yeah. But on paper, that's always a matchup that kind of kind of troubles me. Uh, shit, guys. Do you know who's back for the Pelicans? Is it Jose Alvarado? It's Jose Alvarado. The, the See, Nugget this Killer? Is I, this is what I'm talking about, guys. He's back, man. I'm talking about <laughs> He's back. <laughs> he is back, man. I mean, that's the first thing I honestly thought of when I saw this injury. Man, I got to say, uh, did you, <laughs> the Serbs are going to get real mad and turn out two out right after this. But did you see Faku was like the MVP leader or something for EuroLeague? Not yeah. even close, and by then, the way. And then I saw somebody quote tweet and say, this is why the Nuggets are world champs. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Sorry, sir. That's thought, actually pretty thought good. it was hilarious. Um. What's unique about this season, you guys? I, don't get it. I, I mean, I'm just saying if he's the MVP of the second league, then we can just go ahead and say the Nuggets are world champs. We don't have to pretend that, like, well, they didn't beat, you know, Juan oh. Labrada. Um, what's unique about this season? I have, number one, Peyton Watson might have star upside. 
and it's been a long time since we've had a player that could have star upside. So for me, that's part one of the things that's unique is last year you had Christian Brown. We've had Zeke Naji. Bones Highland, but as much as Bones, Not star. Yeah, like as much as he was awesome, it wasn't star. It was more like this guy could be a sixth man, a perennial Lou Williams Jamal type. Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Like that's the upside you kind of saw. With Peyton Watson, like I don't buy the Paul George comp yet. I'm just not ready to go there. But when I watch him, I go, this guy might be, though, an actual player. Like, he could segue into one of the big three at some point down the line. Yeah. And that's unique. I just I don't think we've had that since the core of this team has been established. Yeah. What's been, um, what's been really cool to watch with Peyton Watson and why I think he has some of that star upside is just his feel for the game and just how he moves you know he moves like an nba player yeah you know like him and christian brown move very differently and you see that like like a, around the rim yeah you know peyton watson he's got he's got all the footwork he's got you know the finishing down like he he finishes and, and moves around the court like like a superstar yeah. you know he's just got that body he's got that feel for the game to him and that automatically raises your ceiling so much just if you have that intangible aura dare we say aura no i'm just kidding it's a it, little of that i think to me it's just like the body type is once you see him in per he is on the short list of of things to get excited about if you have nuggets tickets in person yeah and it's always interesting to be clear it translates on the broadcast but it's always interesting to me what really stands out in person maybe in ways that doesn't come through as much his athleticism, his athleticism and body type, that combination, it's really breathtaking. Some of those blocks and dunks are, you got to stop yourself in the press box from standing up. And you just, for whatever he does or doesn't figure out or whatever skills he does or doesn't have already, he's got a body type that maybe 11 dudes in the league really have. You right. Know? And, yeah. and, it's, and that's the reason why Calvin Booth drafted him. And it just, I just think your ceiling's bigger when you are just built like that. Yeah. There's so many things he's capable of. The Nuggets, they can't get those players. You can't get a Peyton Watson unless you take him in the draft. All right. Yeah. And that's that's something that's just unique about this year. Um, the number one, this might be the biggest thing that's unique about this year. The feeling of needing the Nuggets to prove everything. That's right. gone. Like, the Nuggets are proven already, so you don't need it. And I'm telling you, last year there was almost more nervousness because you couldn't just sit there and say, Jokic is what we think he is. The Nuggets are what we think they are because people would say, no, they're not. Now it's proven. So now highs and lows, in a weird way, it does dull, I think, more the highs than anything. But even the lows where you're just like, they're already proven. They don't need to. We want them to. Mm. We want them to prove themselves anew every time. But we don't need them to. I strongly agree with that. And there's a... I just saw a comment that says I've been very critical this year. And part of me wonders if I'm almost freer in addressing these little micro like yeah. criticisms because that large scale anxiety is not there. Um, I think last year, this time, maybe we saw some holes in the team. And then there's the anxiety of this is supposed to be the year. Yeah. Are they ever going to do it? And like I said at the start of the show, for everything I said that maybe sound negative, I'm not worried about where they're going to be in April. I'm just not. And, yeah. and and so that does change a lot of it. I think it dulls it though. It dulls the it, highs. It dulls because... the highs. But and yes, I think that's really well said. And I think that's part of what my 
viewing experience has been lately. Do you, yeah. do you think that's a bad thing? For that the highs are dulled because of this idea? Like it's it, just reality. Yeah. It's just what it just is what it is after you win a championship. Things are different now. No, like things are never the same after you win a championship. How you view the every game during the season is different. How how I view everything about like this team is is different after the championship. So I don't know if it's good or bad. It's just reality. Yeah. This is don't you think though, or is there a way I should say to separate the individual moment in time from the broader path that a team is on? And why I bring this up is I've always said Yoke's the most present athlete that I've ever seen, and it's part of, it's an underrated thing that that is so appealing about him to me, is that he seems to be able to live inside the moment, and not worry about what does this loss mean for yeah. a future playoff, whatever. And I do wonder if like us as fans, that's a lesson to learn this year is like, enjoy everything in and of itself, yes. knowing that they mean less, they they mean less to the broader arc than ever before. Every yeah. game, every moment, every trend. And that's why the NBA season, I love how long it is and how trying it is. Yeah. Because there's little things throughout it that you can get excited for. Yeah. A Peyton Watson potential. Right. A, you know, a Jokic game winner from half court. Yeah. But also, maybe it's not even that. That's still looking forward. Potential is still about, oh, we're watching him develop into something we hope for him to be. But I'm just saying, sometimes wins are just wins. And it's like, for this sure. isn't the Nuggets building a thing, but that was fun. Yeah, that was an awesome game. That was an right. awesome game that means nothing. That was a fun night. We yeah. could just kind of live in the moment. Every game, its own championship, yeah. so to And speak. you also never know when it's going to end. Dude, it, you it, never quite know when it's going to end. Um, and then you look... In Golden State, exactly, and you see it ending. And man, are there lessons to learn there about exactly what you're saying? Not that they did anything wrong, just just observing at the Golden State fan base what you're talking about. Because it's like, man, four championships in eight years. If you were just dropped on planet Earth, you wouldn't know it. Listen yeah, to that fan base so talk, true. like miserable. This is the Titanic is sinking, yeah. and everyone sees the water coming, and it's almost like we've completely forgotten that, like. This was quite the voyage, you know. Yeah. This was a spectacle and and an achievement, and it it these things almost they they end like that, right? Like eventually, the ships almost never reach their destination. They hit an iceberg eventually. Like the Tom Brady thing was so uncanny because he hopped off the Patriots sinking ship, and he just found another one and won a championship. But like you look at the Warriors, and they don't just get to gracefully yeah. go off into the. Like it's a mess over there, and so you don't know how long it'll last. Like Win said, are you afraid of the deep sea, dude? It's the scariest conceivable. When you thought, because I didn't realize until that thing went down there and crashed, I didn't realize that's how deep the Titanic was. <laughs> I kind of figured it was like I don't know a thousand feet deep or something. You know, like it's a little deep. I didn't yeah. realize it was that deep. Pretty deep. That's pretty. That makes it way more terrifying. I mean, dude, to I'm me. scared of the the water I can see the bottom of. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> sharks and different things. Yeah. Um, we're mountain people, guys. This is a mountain <laughs> conversation. I'm wondering. Uh, here's another yeah, thing that's lakes different. Lakes you usually can't see. Um, getting below. getting the benefit of the doubt from the media. This is the funniest one. I love doing the leg show for one of these reasons. Is I just get to talk to somebody who's not obsessed with the minutia of the nuggets, and they're just like. Nuggets are the best team in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you saw we lost to Utah last night by 30, right? Like, come on. I know. So getting the benefit of the doubt is definitely something that... It's been nice. It's been yeah. nice, yeah. What everybody talks about the Western Conference, 
Nuggets. It's just the Nuggets are not even in the conversation <laughs> yeah. because they're good. Yeah. Everybody just knows what the Nuggets are, and they're like, "Oh, the Nuggets are fine." Yeah. You know, they're they're complete. They're good, and let's we'll just spend our entire segment talking about every other team. It's nice. It's so true, dude. Like I, I don't need anybody else to talk about the Nuggets right now. I, I don't need it. It's funny to be on this side of the fence because last year, in the midst of doing the overreacting, I would think like. Teams like Boston, they'd lose a tough game, and I'd be like, well, yeah, but they're going to be in the finals. Crazy that they weren't, right? But, <laughs> I, 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 you know, so you give those teams the benefit of the doubt from a distance, and I think that's exactly right. The, the Nuggets are a pretty simple situation for others. Uh, we're looking for not just takes, but hangover takes. Yeah. You know, nothing new's happened. And the last one I have is just wondering if the team can be different than they were when they won, whether they need to be, but also whether they can. And this is the interesting one is, the Nuggets won with a very specific formula, and this year you wonder, like, yeah, but can they change it? Can you improve upon the formula? And I just think that's a fun one to know, like, do you need to improve on it, or are we just trying to, like, relearn old lessons? I don't know the answer to that right now, but I feel like I'm learning something about basketball through going through this experience. Yeah. Um, Does it, Murray need to be more consistent? MPJ needed a larger role. Right. Yeah, I just think it's going to be interesting to see, like, we're obviously a long ways from this, but in the playoffs, just are they the same team that they were last year, you know? Does it does it work the same way it did last year in the playoffs? And, like, I feel like it's going to be the answer yes, but I, I haven't seen it yet, so. Is another part of why you think it's yes, though, and I think this is important context, the Nuggets have been good in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, and, In fact, if you go all the way back to their first playoffs, they were good. And every year they've started slow and then have gotten better the longer they've been in it. And I just wonder if that's part – if it was just one run where they did this, maybe we would feel different. But it's like they always are good in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think to me that's why the MPJ, Murray, KCPAG conversation this year was interesting and not exhausting to me. Because we came in, we came in, hoping everyone would be healthy for an extended runway to hit the season, thinking we'd just see these guys improve on this well-oiled machine. Um, but I do think it's an interesting conversation between not just winning every any given game across eighty-two, but being versatile and and diversifying what you're capable of in the postseason. Like, can teams figure the two-man game out? Do you want to be? you know, just a more well-rounded offense. What does that come at the expense of? You know, on one hand, I could conceive of teams eventually figuring out that it's just Jokic and Murray, but that's a different thing than stopping them. Sure right. seemed like everyone knew it was coming last year. They went 16-4. and four. So it's not as simple as to say, like, Murray's being selfish. There's nothing wrong on, on over-relying on the two-man game that won you a title. It's, it's the furthest thing from a sin. But I am curious. I am curious if they do need to evolve particularly as some of these teams seem to be getting better, um, and, and even the younger teams like OKC with room to grow. Yeah. Any other things that you think make this a unique experience this year so far? Uh, <laughs> I think just trying to see. I want to see if the Nuggets can be better than they were last year. And like they're so far away from showing us that just yet. I mean, they've been good. But I mean, to say... Oh, man, they are playing basketball better. The only time we felt that was, was with Jokic specifically in the first 10 games of the year. But since then, 
We haven't yeah. had that. But right. I want to see it. Like, it would be I great agree. to be like, man, this team's even better. I know. I know. I think they will be. At some point, we'll have a stretch. Yeah. I mean, I just think this is a better team than last year's team. The other thing that's un- that's different for me is, you know, the bench struggles have been somewhat similar in that there's like, it's a very turbulent experience and you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is something that's unique about this year we don't care as much about the bench <laughs> struggles? That's part of it. But yeah. also, they at least have headroom this time, right? Like, I didn't... I have a deep appreciation for what Jeff Green did. I never thought I was going to see him get better across yeah. his Nuggets tenure. Yeah, that's I, true. I do feel that way about Peyton Watson. Right. Um, I'm hopeful right. about Christian Brown. And that's Julian a great Strother. Take. So while it feels different, it's not because this unit has room to grow. Yeah. And, and so that's that's different. Uh, and and maybe it's not just about the five going forward. If Calvin nailed this to the extent where hopefully he did. Yeah, that's a great take. I like that one. That one is unique. You're right. The bench last year was what it was. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, you guys, I'm going to debut the three pillars of sports happiness. Dude, let's go, man. A brand new formula. You guys are going to love it. (laughs) Red Hawk Roofing, the homies. The homies, Red Hawk Roofing. If you guys need help on your roof, home or business, they do both. Check out Red Hawk Roofing. Go to redhawkroofing.com. Tell them DNVR sent you. These guys are the homies. They're in the bar with us. They're drinking Breck Brew with us. They're rooting on the nuggets with us. So hit these guys up. They're your go-to roofers. No obligation roofing property inspections. Free in-depth photo reports for all inspections as well. Decades of experience. Quick response time. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, or have any questions, if you just want to chat about roofs, give them a call. Uh, RedHawkRoofing.com. Tell them DNVR sent you their way. And if you're particularly afraid of roofs, you might want to find a different line of work. So start saving early. College Invest is a good option. It's important to start saving for college early. You need a plan just in case your child doesn't land at the flag scholarship and is particularly afraid of heights. College Invest makes it easy with flexible savings plans. Yeah, save for college. I don't know where I'd be if I didn't go to college, and I don't know where I'd be if my parents didn't save for it. Definitely not in this chair, right? Because, right, you guys checked my GPA, right? That's true. We had to look it up, man. We looked it up very, very... Now, all jokes aside, uh, college is no joke. You learn a lot there. It prepares you for for life, and you got to start saving early. So start saving early now with College Invest, where you can benefit from a Colorado tax deduction. And we are back, guys. I have put together a foolproof formula about how to know who the happiest teams in the NBA are. Kale, do you have our graphic here? Blank graphic. Pull it up. There are three pillars that determine whether or not you're happy as a fan base. Oh, and we have a scale of one to ten. We have the ticking clock, meaning is the future bright of this team. We have the expected quality of the current season of the team. Are they expected to be good or bad? And then you have the actual reality of just how good they are. With the Nuggets... What would you say their longevity score is? 10 being like the future is bright and long for the Nuggets on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 futures? You think it's 10? I mean, 10 is in like multi-years, like going forward, you know, like they this this ride doesn't end soon. 10? I would, I would say 7 or 8. I think I would go 8 or 9. <laughs> Look at that range. Yeah, so, so let's go 8. We'll, we'll split the difference and we'll go with 8 here because I you're right. It's not like... It's hard to plan in the NBA. The Thunder, for example, would probably be a 10 because they're so young that you extrapolate like a decade. But you can't really extrapolate a decade in the NBA. You don't know how things will go. No, you cannot. 
So we'll go eight for the Nuggets on the ticking clock. Um, the expected quality. I think the Nuggets came in expecting to be champions this year. Like the expectation was they were going to win. Yeah. Wouldn't Absolutely. you agree? Yeah. And then the actual, what would you say right now so far at this very point? Zero. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I would say like a seven, probably. Um, yeah, I'd say like an eight. I'd say an eight as yeah. well. I think we're right, gonna go you. with eight. That's a pretty happy year, and I'd yet say. we don't feel too happy at the moment. Well, but that's the fun thing about expected quality. Is that an eight when you're expecting a ten? You're right. That's a negative. Yeah, dude. We're it, down fe- it just a little feels bit. brutal. Yeah, if you have a negative correlation there, I think that's where you go. Welcome to happiness science. This is happiness science. Print it, Kale. Export it. That one's good for the timeline. Um, I wanted to do a couple other teams, though. The nice. Oklahoma City Thunder are the team that I want to do here because I has been thinking about this. Who's having the single happiest season in oh, the NBA? The and I think it might be the Thunder. If we were to do this for the Thunder, the longevity scale, they have 16 first-round picks. Yeah. They have Chet Holmgren, J-Dub, who, by the way, guys, I was having this argument a while back about is Jalen Williams part of a big three? And Got getting pushed back. No, man. That's like an Aaron Gordon big three, meaning he's really good player, but it's not, you know, you have two stars and then you have him. I disagree even more than I did a month ago when I had this debate. Jalen Williams to me is incredible. That guy, one of the things that makes the Thunder scary, and if you think about this for playoffs, they can roll him out with their bet. He's the stagger. But he is—he goes James Harden mode in that, like he becomes the main guy and just cooks everyone. And you give that against the bench unit, and then you bring Shea back in against the starters. And it's like you don't get any pockets of rest. You're constantly being hit yeah. with superstar talent. So, would you say he's better or worse than Franz Wagner? He's better. Okay, he's he's better. Okay. I love Franz Wagner, but he's better. That's than a Franz. good question. I'm just trying to get a gauge. Right. I love Franz Gaging Wagner, it. but Franz Wagner to me is more of the Aaron Gordon type guy. We he's like a- not. He's not a big three. We He's need a definitive guy. Adams guys graphic with J Dub's like my with number with one guy. And all. I think J Dub might be my new number one my guy. It'll be much easier to point out his blatant week to week contradictions <laughs> if we have. What is it for contradiction there? No, no, it's just it's just love it. I just I think it'd be much more fun to chart who's your number one guy if it's on a graphic. Yeah. Adam's week. number Trey, one. Trey guy. Murphy is probably my second number. Uh-huh. You know, Ooh, but it, Franz Wagner slipping. <sighs> kind of. He's wow. really good. Franz Wagner is really good. Here's he the thing. Awesome. Franz Wagner is the Aaron Gordon caliber player. I think he's your third best player, but not part of a big. It's like you have a duo, and then he's your connector. He's like that good. Right. I don't think he's your number two. Um, all right. So they're a 10 on the t- on the ticking clock. Their runway is as long as you can possibly imagine. Expected quality. I would go about a six here because I think yeah. they were supposed to be like a six seed this year. Yeah. All right. I like Middle it. of the West, or West playoffs, I'd say. And yet the reality is they are a half a game out of the one seed. I think their season has been a 10 so far. Has to be a 10. That is what happiness looks like in graphic form. When, did the Nuggets hit this? Uh, looks like a smiley face. If we could identify <laughs> the closest the Nuggets were to this year. That's a fun one. The bubble year kind of, except the regular season didn't necessarily feel that way. No. You know what I mean? 2019. Right. What were they at, uh, in 2019? Do you remember? Well, 2019, they got off to like the 11 and 2 start. So it might be that year, I think. Right. And, and then they were the, the two. They seed. were the two seed. You know yeah. what? They were the two seed. It's that year. It's that year. Yeah. And we felt like the title was coming. It was all in the future. But at the, we even said at the time, like, this is the sweet spot. And, and yeah. don't take it for granted. Yeah. 
I will say that I feel like they get more championship buzz. Like the Nuggets at that year, I don't think anybody was like they could win the no. title. Uh -huh. I feel like with the Thunder, people aren't picking them by any means, but they're not just counting them out. They're like, hey, this team could. Who knows how good they could be? Kind I of agree thing. with that framing. Um, what other team do we have, Kale? Uh, oh, the Wolves. What do they have? By the way, the Wolves had a great game last night. Did you see the details of this game? No Rudy Gobert, no Mike Conley, and. Their flight, there's bad weather in Orlando. They yeah. didn't leave until the morning. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And yeah. they go out there and push them to overtime. They really collapsed down the stretch, to be honest with you. Uh, ticking clock, I kind of think it's ticking. Yeah, theirs is different than OKC's. They have Anthony Edwards, but this team is like all prime or even past. I think for them, the ticking clock is, this is probably like a four. It's not super urgent. You do feel like they could make little tweaks or this or that. Maybe even a three, to be honest with you. I don't think the runway is that long for him. I mean, I'd feel better about it if McDaniels looked awesome this year. Dude, Peyton Watson's going to be better than Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels fouls too much. He also he makes dumb plays. Doesn't rebound. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'm just saying. He's good. I'm just saying. I thought. I really thought he was like a potentially budding star, and I yeah. think he's more of a budding high end role player. Expected quality. I think the Wolves came into this year expecting about a seven. I yeah. think they were expecting to be a four seed. I was like, hey, we could be the four seed. I agree. This could be great. And I last think year was miserable. And the actual right now has been this. It's been an absolute banger. They are probably a 10. They're one in the West. Nobody predicted them to be this good. They just played 16 consecutive games against teams over 500. Went nine and seven. That's pretty good. Damn, that is good. The, the other thing, too, is they have this complete complete 180 from this time last year you know that yeah they're they're expected all those pillars were in were like a one last year you yeah. know mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i'm not saying this but i'm saying if i'm a wolves fan if i'm doing my wolves SB Nation podcast i'm asking questions i'm wondering i'm talking myself into it right. they're not that far off like they're contenders so it's just a crazy. A, a year ago, they were gonna. They were outside Tim Connolly's house with pitchforks. Yeah, you know, and now they're bringing offerings and yeah. gifts and apologizing. Oh my goodness. Um, who else do we have? Oh, the Phoenix Thank Suns. God. I need a little of this in my life. Ticking clock. Negative five. It might be over. <laughs> it might already expire. I'm gonna put ticking clock at a two. I don't think it's quite a one. You could imagine a world where they come back next year and. You know, add a couple vets around the edges, but uh -huh. not really. I mean, they that's have the your, best off season again. They might. What if they had the best off season? I mean, look, it's at least possible that this is not. They they just have a year, and then next year that's like, oh, then they're good next year. I mean, look, they Devin Booker is not old, and he's very good. Yeah, same with Beal. His body's old somehow, yeah, but he's not that old. I don't know if I can get there. Yeah. All right, but their clock is ticking. Expected quality ten. This was supposed to be the greatest yep. offense we've ever seen. Who oh, are we going to guard? The defensive player of the year. Yeah, Bull Bull. Yeah, Bull yeah. Bull. Who knows what that'll be? And it was just like, oh, this team is going to steamroll. Anybody could coach this team. You guys, anybody could coach this offense. You just roll them out there. It's going to work. And now how are they, they going to guard it? Yeah. yeah gonna how are they going to guard, guard them? them? Oh, like, you guys don't think having Bradley Beal as a release valve isn't going to make a difference? You, you thought Landry Shamit was hard to guard? Yeah. Now imagine he's Bradley Beal. Yeah. I, they might be better. And then actual reality for them, two. Yeah. Yeah. This looks like a middle finger to their fan base. <laughs> this is what it is. This is That's great. total unhappiness, wouldn't you say? This is a yeah, work of art. Yeah, this is depression. <laughs> this is depression right there for the Suns. 
Surprisingly, PHNX, not quite as depressed as I would like them to be. That's like a lot of things. That's the, can actually. we stamp that with like a we skipped steps kind of? That's what happened. Can That's what bring happens. that graphic back up, Cal? That's what happens when you the don't middle finger? care at all about the soul. bring that back up, please. You want the middle finger again? No, I just want just to see what else it could look like. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good, dude. All right, bring it up. Oh, my God. Blur it out. Blur it out. Uh, all right, who do we have next? What do we got here? Which team are we doing? Oh, the Warriors. Oh, man. Uh, longevity zero. Yeah, is this one like a zero? It's a zero. It's a, yeah, you're it's supposed to have the two timelines, but that one timeline is just and coming into this season. It was billed as the last dance. Also, yeah, we <laughs> got to give them a one on ticking clock. They like, have this no timelines. Yeah, there's no timeline. Zero timelines. Yeah, this is a total one situation. Um, expected quality. I still think that they were expected to maybe compete for not like. Favorites, but you know what? Luck up in, in the one. I think six, it's a six, six or seven, somewhere mm -hmm. around there. And then actual. Um, this is really bad. I think one. I think their vibes are the lowest. I think their vibes are worse than Phoenix somehow. I think one too. I think so one. I think it's a one. This is a little middle finger. <laughs> I think that's perfect. <laughs> or as as Win said, a little something else. It could be an even smaller <laughs> something else. Yeah. Uh, stamp it, Kill. <laughs> grab that one. Do we have another one? No, that's it. The Suns graph. Next to the Warriors graph is a nice comparison really of where nice those two comparison. franchises are at. <laughs> sure, why not? I gotta not? say, I could do this for every team in the league. It's, this kind is, of fun. it's really it's fun. Actually kind of it's a really fun. little uh, exercise. Uh, let's just go to break. Let's go to break. On the other side, we have a couple rapid-fire headlines, including Carmelo Anthony. He wants us to talk about the jersey again, you guys. That's cool. So let's talk let's, about we'll it. We'll do it. Fine, Carmelo. Fine. <laughs> Guys, at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, hockey games move fast. Both DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week. New customers can bet five bucks, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code DNVR. New customers you can bet just five bucks on uh, the NHL. You might be able to do it on the NBA too. Uh, get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problems of gambling. 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bits expire 168 hours after assurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms are responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. We're back. And we are back. All right, final segment, guys. And we have some headlines. First headline just came to us, you guys. Just dropped. Really? Kale, uh, do you have the video I just sent you? You guys remember Milos Tiadosic? Of course. You guys remember old Milos? Milos. Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty nice Smoking pass. Smoking cigarettes before the game. I love that guy, <laughs> He had dude. a pretty nice little pass here. See if you can big screen this one and play it for us here. Watch watch this pass. Oh, 
Damn. No fucking way. Damn, Sorry son. for cursing. A 360. I like how he just spins for no reason to give it to Reddy. Oh, was that uh, Davidovich on the, that, that, that on the corner three? Davidovich. Davidovich. Dude, you know why European right, basketball <laughs> rules? Because we always joke about how Jokic's Twilight Years is going to be some real sicko basketball. Yeah. That's like 20% of the league. Yeah, yeah. Guys whose knees can't handle it anymore. And they're like, what if I bounced it off his head yeah. and kicked it in the air? That was a sick pass. Um, there's an uh, update to the all-star voting, you guys. Okay. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm locked into this. You guys locked into the latest. Sham yeah. Sharania has it. Can't uh, miss Go one. ahead and pull it up, Kale. Jokic, second in front court vote. Let's go, dude. It looks like he might start this year, you guys. Dude, that'd be nice. Uh, only to LeBron James, but he has passed Kevin Durant just barely. Just barely passed him. Yeah, I think second in uh, voting in all the Western Conference. That's I actually, correct. I actually think as far as the casual barometer goes, that one's pretty significant. Is it? Yeah. It's just like I know it shouldn't be because he's a two-time MVP and finals MVP and it doesn't feel, but like you got to understand beyond the armies of bots involved here, like how many people around the world have a very surface level relationship with the league who just know who Kevin Durant is, you know? Yeah. And Jokic just doesn't have that pull. And whether he should or shouldn't, it is... It's kind of been interesting to me. I actually have enjoyed watching him slide up the fan vote part of it because right. that's that's a different level of acceptance. I also feel like some of the tomfoolery from the last round has gone away. Like you remember Kyle Kuzma and Austin Reeves and stuff are on mm -hmm. there. No longer. So I do feel like there's been a little bit of leveling on here. Kuzma for voters worth. are first to the polls. They get in there quick. <laughs> they, do they, get get in there. There. they do get there early. <laughs> if you're not Always voting opens, boom, they're on there that same day. Don't fret about it, if man. If you're not it's voting okay. for Kuzma, stay in line. Um, so I just thought it was kind of interesting just to look at We don't have to go too deep on it. We still got time. Um, load management does not work. You guys hear about this? Really? Load management, official report. Now, do you guys buy this, or is this the NBA trying to be like, teams, please play your players? Was I, it who? What law firm did this report? Was it Backus and Shanker? Backus and Shanker. Just <laughs> isn't it like a law firm that usually like holds the results of the lottery or whatever? I, I think you're right about this, but it's not. It's not a law firm. It's not a law firm. What is it? Gosh, dang it! I can't remember what, it, the, what the name of it is. Um, but what do you guys make of this? Is this the NBA's attempt to just massage it, or? I remember George Carl used to always tell me this, that he thought load management actually made players injured. I So I am curious if there's something to that. And I actually, I'm not the right guy to carry this message forward, but I don't think it's just George Carl. I think some people who are very interested in the future of sports science and the current state of sports yeah. science have posited similar theories. There's so much wear and tear in the modern game and changing, harsh changing of directions and stop and go and you're covering so much ground that to prepare your body for that and then to like sit for a few days i think the easier example is to scale down look at guys like vlaco and zeke who get hurt all the time because yeah. they're just like on the shelf and then it's go play nba minutes you know and so i actually do i i'm i'm not i don't know anything but i have long wondered if that's the case, like these guys, there's probably a certain threshold that these guys need to be playing in terms of consistency because they don't practice anymore either. Right. Yeah. Um, Darko, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, the other day I thought got jobbed by the Lakers. Watching that game, there were some rough calls. Last two minute report came out, and hilariously, they were like, we actually did miss two calls. 
against the Lakers. <laughs> so funny. Dude, that last two-minute report is the biggest crock of shit that the NBA puts out right now. It's such bullshit, man. That thing is just like... A load of bullshit. Dude, that's so funny. I feel like refereeing has been wild this year. Wild. And by the way, that was Ben Taylor in that game, too, oh. uh, refing that game. And he had some wild ones, man. I'm telling you, I'm watching that game, and I'm just going crazy. Well, after the game, Coach Darko went on a big-time rant. This was not a, you know, I thought we got bad calls or this or that. He went in over and over again, and I knew he was getting a $100,000 fine. Then it drops today. $25,000 fine. Slap on the wrist. Yeah. I'm a little surprised at this. Adam Silver's NBA is defied by like people crossing the line way too far to him not not doing anything. I'm glad he didn't because I'm with Darko. Right, but at the right. same time, I look at this and I go, I've never heard criticism of the official to that degree. And he got the baby fine? Yeah, I wonder why. Do you think it's relative to how much his salary is? It could be. One of the lowest paid head coaches, probably. It could be, man. Maybe they just rewatched the fourth quarter and they're like, you know what? He has a point. He has a lot of points. So let's just lowest fine. a lot fine. of points. Lowest fine. I don't know. I do know that if this is somehow under anyone's control and you're certainly trying to fight off the reputation as a league that maybe favors certain teams or is even rigged, uh, a LeBron James-led team being on the verge of missing the playoffs and then suddenly getting a, what was it, plus 24 quarter free throw advantage? Quarter. Dude, they, and I'm telling you, they would not have won without every single yeah, one of those calls. Just if you don't want us to talk about you that way, maybe less ammunition, please. You know? <laughs> just, like, do yourselves a favor. There's no way that that was an honest and earnest officiating of that quarter. There's no way. Yeah. Um, and then we saved the worst for last, you guys. Carmelo Anthony's in the news again. Can we play the clip, Kale? Look me in my eyes. You had to feel away when they gave Jokic <laughs> that 15, bro, because that's mellow. Hell yeah. Did you think it was a petty maneuver? It was a petty maneuver. It wasn't like, oh, we got numbers to choose from. It was like, here, take this one. You got 15. Ooh. And y'all put Jokic in the middle of that. He don't know what the f*** He don't even care. He could have been like, I want to wear 15. He could have been like, 15 is here. I can wear 15. Oh, that's... You know what I mean? Like, just pay homage. I don't know. He could have won because he wanted to pay homage. Right. But what I believe is that they gave him 15 to try to erase what you did. What I your did. Your accomplishments over there. That's that crazy. I used to think about it. I don't think about this shit no more, though. Yeah. Because what's meant to be is meant to be. I'll, I'll be tuning into that podcast. <laughs> 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 Do you have a, do you want to opine? <laughs> I actually agree with Mello a little bit in terms of the Nuggets being a little petty yeah. about it. Originally, they gave Anthony Randolph 15. Right. <laughs> before they gave Nikola Jokic 15. Anthony Randolph, star in EuroLeague, by the way, went on to have a great career, still yeah. having it. I mean, Anthony Randolph, who probably was more highly regarded when he came to Denver than Jokic was. Um, but That's I actually do think. The Nuggets were probably a little petty in it and being like, yeah, have 15. You know, you want it, have it. Right. Like, we're not we're not saving this for anybody to retire. You know, have it. Right. Jokic um, wanted it for different reasons. Yeah. There's no way he knew who Melo was. No, no, I think <laughs> no. we know. I think it's like, didn't he? Isn't that just the war, the jersey he's yeah, always he worn? He wore 15, yeah. you know, before he came here. And so, yeah, they just gave him 15. But I think the people who make those decisions for the Nuggets are a little petty about Mello and definitely were more petty back then 
maybe than they are now. But I do think part of it was like, yeah, have 15. You know, we're not we're not retiring it for anybody. We're not retiring it's it available. for that one guy. I do yeah. I do like the version of the story though, where like Jokic shows up and they already know he's gonna be a superstar. Yeah. And they're like, What number do you want, big fella? And he yeah. claps his hands together. He's like, Mello taught me to love this game. <laughs> uh, do you guys have that in an extra large? Yeah. yeah. Um my thing on this has been my stance on this has been the same. You don't get to have your cake and eat it too. Players are allowed to do what Carmelo Anthony did, and people can debate whether it was positive or negative or fair or unfair or whatever. Like, I, all those opinions to me are valid. But what's not valid is when you do that, you don't get to have the fairy tale ending. Things happen. Now, are the Nuggets petty? Maybe. But guess what? The door of being petty was left open. Oh, by they, they're allowed to be petty. They, yeah. it, Mello said here, uh, and oh, honor open. me now as I break up with you. And Denver said, no, thank you. Maybe they should have, shouldn't have, maybe they should have. But this idea also that like they put Jokic in the middle of that, there's no way they knew no, Jokic no. was going to be this. That's the funniest part about it. They could have given that number to Joffrey Laverne. They could have given that number to Nurkic. They could have given that number to a wide variety of players. <coughs> God bless they you. They give it to the one guy, the one guy capable of doing what Carmelo Anthony feared, right. which is overriding his history. And it's true, and it's unfortunate. And to me, my only take on it is that's the breaks. You just don't get to have both things. Yeah. If you choose to go that route, you have the right. But don't expect everybody just to like follow suit and be like, you know, applaud you for it. You lost that opportunity. Nuggets got petty, to your point, but they get to be petty. Did you get a, Did you eat a cake today? Is that tonight? Did I eat a cake? Are you a cake guy? It's your birthday. Oh, I like cake, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to have one. No. No, but I do like cake. Mm. I don't go out of the way to get a cake. I'm just curious. We're talking Barry cake Barry Chantilly cake from Whole Foods. That's a really good from Whole Foods? Yeah, man. I should have known you were a Whole Foods guy. Yo, Harrison's so right. That's the goat cake. What's Barry it Chantilly? The, the, the Barry Chantilly from Whole I get it every year on my birthday. Goated. Dude, is this uh, cake, cake or pie widely regarded as the better thing? What do you guys think? Cake or... Uh, I'm a cake guy. There's just different like situations pie. for yeah, both. I'm with wind here. Really? I mean, I'd probably say more... I have more pie. You have more pie than cake. I agree. I'd say. I don't like pie. I don't think there's a single pie I like. I prefer you pie don't to cake. like a warm apple pie with uh, a terrible. scoop of ice cream on top. Two out of ten. <laughs> You're insane. Two out of ten apple pie. Kale, file up the draft board. You <laughs> don't. You <laughs> don't. <laughs> cannot wait to clip this and post it online for Adam to get flamed. What about though. a pumpkin pie? Nope. Uh, four out of ten, but nope. Keep going. You got other pies for me? Cranberry. There's a cranberry Blueberry? pie. Blueberry. Blueberry pie. Five out of ten. Still like take it or leave it. There's no pies. I'm telling you. You know what my favorite pie? What is the earthworm pie? It's like Oreo what? earthworm pie. You guys hey. I, mean, I don't remember what it's called. You give this guy <laughs> a microphone. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us <laughs> today. Real pie? It's been a fun one. It's been a real one. Um, what do we got? Tomorrow, New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, maybe sir. a big test for the Nuggets, or maybe they're all gone. We don't know yet. We'll <laughs> find out tomorrow. Either way, hit the like button for us on the way out, and we'll see you. Like the mayor.